Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Dungeon Crawler Network presents Tales of Tamriel. Greetings and well met, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to episode 109 of Tales of Tamriel, brought to you by the Dungeon Crawler Network and, of course, our sponsors over at patreon.com slash dungeoncrawlernetwork, including our newest Patreon supporter, Giovanni himself. Thank you so much, sir, for being an amazing part of this community, and you are the best. I am your host, Agelos, and with me this afternoon, I have an awesome set of co-hosts. They are amazing kind of sleepy for some of them <laughs> first one up avi optimal how are you sir i'm wide awake i'm ready to go you're you're awake now okay all right i'm, I'm awake now let's let's do this all right Man. yeah did you Ooh. like like 10 minutes ago you were like half dead now you're like wide awake smack smack my head against my desk a couple times nice nice left the left the dent but it woke the, me up. The hat covers it up, so it's all good. So. It does. It does. There right. you go. Uh, joining us back from his little moving hiatus, but now he's in his new studio, which looks fantastic. That would be Nate, a.k.a. Misa. How are you, sir? Good. I'm good. I wish you could see what I can see, because actually the back doesn't look that impressive. I mean, there's a drum kit and and what have you, but it's really it's it's the forward-facingness that, that looks pretty amazing that I'm excited about, but... That's for a future video, ladies and gentlemen. A future video. I like how you have the uh, the sound dampeners on the wall, which are, are echo dampeners or whatever they're called. Oh um, man, I've got about I've got about eighty of them in here. I need to get it's, a couple. <laughs> like everything in front of me is basically just everything from about where you can't see is just complete soundproofing from foot to ceiling. That's awesome. Uh, I'm in the midst of you know redoing my house as well. Uh, the room I'm in now looks kind of bare bones because I haven't got to it yet. But once I do, I'm going to create like a little studio in the corner as well for all my sound awesomeness. So, um. It is exciting. It, it the, the spine of satisfaction has never been more erect. <laughs> <laughs> Very 
Very nice. Very nice. Uh, also, <laughs> we have a. Sorry. I, I don't. Yeah, I don't. I'm just. I, I don't know. It's awesome. It's, it is what it is. All right. We also have our special guest, Ark, and you're back for another week. How are you, sir? I'm doing great. It's a lovely Sunday. Dark Bird is, is coming. I'm on Tails. It's, it's today. Life is good. It's a good time. I should have. I should have introduced you with your title, the Banhammer, because this is the Banhammer. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm. I'm the Banhammer. I like. He it. is the Banhammer. I like it. Okay, a couple quick announcements before we get right into the news. Uh, first up. Um, we have a new apparel store now on our site, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com. There's a little thing that says store. You click on it, it'll take you to our our uh, store front page so you can get DCN logo wear if that's something that you're interested in. Uh, I did it because I want my big Dungeon Crawler Network shirt. So I ordered it, and once it gets here, that's going to be my new recording attire. So, yay, as soon as it gets here. Um, second up. I want to give a special thank you to everyone who's been subscribing to our YouTube because we officially broke the 1K mark, which is awesome. Thank you so much for that. And because of that, we're going to do a giveaway. We're going to give away a uh, Elder Scrolls Online crown pack. I believe you can use it no matter what faction you're on or, or you know, it's just one of those little cards. So I think it works on factions and consoles. I, I don't think it matters, uh, but I'm not 100% on the console part. I think it works. So feel free to go for it. Um, if I'm wrong... How, how, do, how do people win this delightful prize? Well, what we're going to do is we're going to take it over the next month. So the next four episodes. So all you have to do in order to, um, to get a chance at this is I want everyone who's interested to give us a thumbs up on the YouTube page and leave a comment on the video. You don't have to write much if you just want to do a plus one. That is perfect, and that's enough to enter you in, and you'll get an entry. So you'll be able to get up to four entries if you do it on all four videos. And on the fifth episode of Tales, after this announcement, we'll start with this one, we'll announce the winner. We'll take all your all your names, throw it in a, in a, in a little pot with all your entries, and pull it. So there you go. So that's how you can enter. So starting from this episode 109 for the next four episodes... Leave a comment. Doesn't matter what it is. Plus one. You guys rock. Anything you want to say, and you'll be entered. So there you go. I Can think I should end my enter. shield wife, Kate, for just bringing me tea halfway through that. I saw that. That's pretty awesome, actually. <laughs> Pro. On right? demand. Sorry, Ark, I interrupted you. Uh, can guest hosts enter the crown? You, Give it away. You can. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Can official host no. enter the crown? Oh. I miss all the fun. <laughs> Official DCN people are not eligible to win. I'm sorry. <laughs> Ark's pretty close to official at this point, but he's still a guest, so he can he can get in on this. So there you go. Right. If you plan on making me official, it's after the crown. It's Back after. Okay. After. I see how this works. I didn't sign the little paper yet saying I'm part of it until after the crown store giveaway. <laughs> All right. We're going to move right on into game news because we're starting a few minutes late. Um, first up on game news, patch 2.3.11 hit the um, live servers last week. It was an incremental patch that mainly addressed a few issues, including areas, instance areas, including White Gold Tower, Master Marina, Mall of Lorcage, in addition to fixing 
uh, adding a fix for the ability cleanse. So apparently, like White Gold Tower, there was an issue, and actually, I've heard of people doing this, where the planar inhibitor, which is the bane of most people's existence who run White Gold Tower, uh, did not always summon her first set of portals if the DPS was high enough. That was an issue, and they corrected that. I actually had, I saw a group who had such high DPS, she never summoned any portals because they kept pushing her past those marks, um, which is pretty amazing. So they'd fix that, and Mall of Lorcaj fixes with um, the final boss again. A few other issues with uh, him no longer interrupting his spell casting. So there we go. Uh, anyone have anything they noticed from those patch notes? They're kind of simple, just small incrementals. Very little, weren't they? Very little. Yeah. But it makes sense because we've got such a probably one of the biggest patches coming out in like what a day. Yes. Well, yeah. Um, it Dark Brotherhood comes out on Tuesday, not Monday, because Monday's a holiday here in the U.S. for Memorial Day. So I think everyone. It is. It is here in Britain as well. So. We're off. We have no work that day, and we don't have Dark Brotherhood. Yeah, I know. It, it, see, I'm just using tomorrow as an excuse to do any housework that I put off because I'm not going to do it once Dark Brotherhood comes out. So <laughs> i got to get it in while I can. So, all right. Next up, um, this was actually kind of interesting that I wanted to bring up, but they put it on the official forms that um, when, they, when they release Dark Brotherhood, which is on Tuesday... A lot of the old sets that used to come from Wards of the Worthy uh, and the AP vendors were kind of worthless, like VR12, VR14, like Ravagers, uh, Pack Set, a bunch of other ones um, that were worthless. Like, I still have my Ravager set from a long time ago because it was really amazing. Well, they're adding them back and at VR16 equivalent, which I have to get used to saying Champion Point 160 equivalent, whatever you want to call it now. Um, so they're boosting it up to max level, which is amazing. The problem is, before you were able to buy the pieces you wanted straight out with AP, right? Mm-hmm. Now you buy bags. You buy bags they are like 20,000 AP a piece, which may not be a lot for some people, but you're going to be fighting the RNG gods to try to get the pieces that you want. Because... I was hopping on the PTS trying to get some Ravagers to try to do a little bit of a play, a mix between Twiceborn Star and Ravagers to see if I could get something to work. Um, and I think I spent 2 million AP before I got almost everything. I still didn't have a necklace from Ravagers, so I don't even know if it exists. Um, but I found the rings and I found the, um, you know, but you know, like again, almost a million, 2 million AP just to get those and i got so many packs so many random other things that were just worthless to me um so what's amazing is that you had two million ap in order to spend for someone that doesn't really pvp that's an incredible total i mean it's not hard to get but it's not hard to get if you play pvp like you know some people play you know several times a week for many many hours like you can probably get 200 300 in a day if you if you if you're dedicated so that's impressive. Uh, all right. So while while you think that's impressive, and I really appreciate that, um, I, I almost feel like I don't want to tell you I used a template character, which came with 10 million AP. 
Oh. So I take all that back. Yeah, I'm not that impressive. <laughs> the spine of impressiveness has been made incredibly flaccid. <laughs> <laughs> I know, you were talking me up, and I'm like, I should interrupt him. And just be like, what the hell just happened? Wow, did your Khajiit just have a... <laughs> yeah, my Khajiit... You need to, you need to calm crazy. down over there, Jellos. Less on the mood, sugar, So excited. Stupid Khajiit. But um, to go back to your original point, I mean, this reminds me of... Um, in Imperial City, when you you can buy a, a bags from them, and you don't necessarily know what you're getting inside, but you pay for them with Telvar stones. Yeah. So it's kind of like they've replicated the system now between Imperial City and in Cyrodiil, Maine, where there are special items you can buy with the, let's call it zone-specific currency, um, that there's a great element of uncertainty in purchasing. Um, which I don't like. I don't actually think it encourages good behavior. I think you should be able to spend more, but know what you're getting. Like, you know, no one... It's, it's a gamble. It's a lottery. And mm -hmm. particularly if you don't have a lot of time, I mean, as, you, as, you, as maybe what our comments should have highlighted is that, you know, having 2 million AP to spend is not difficult if you play a lot of PvP. But some people don't play enough PvP to possibly even ever acquired that much and you still didn't get all the pieces you wanted so i think it's a real shame that there's not an option to have a definite outcome for your purchase even if it means the purchase price is higher right yeah I w unless that is an option and i just haven't seen it's it. not it's not no. um i see where you're like and this is something that i'm going to make an argument for and against it is a lottery um but one of the things that i really liked with the Telvar stone thing is, you know those those awesome uh, polymorphs that had a very small chance of getting out of any random uh, Telvar stone bag? You mm. can still get them out of any random Telvar stone bag, but now they also have a fixed price. Now, it's like a quarter million Telvar stones. It's not a small amount, um, mm. but they're, they're there. I would have liked to see even, you know, 100, 200, 250,000 uh, AP for a specific piece yeah, but twenty thousand for a bag that maybe you get lucky on. With the upside of that, because that's not in here, they are buy on equipped, so they will be sold. That was going to be my question: is that that way? At least if you do keep spending your hard-earned AP on these items, and you never get the one you want, you can at least exchange it for gold that you can then use elsewhere in the world. Right. Yeah. So that is that is going to be a money maker for PVPers, which is which is a good thing. Um, and Asari and chat, are yeah. the items in the bag tradable I just addressed? Yes, they are. That's That will make it, you know, like if you have an excess of, of AP and you want to see if you make some money, open a bag. You might get something crap that sells for nothing, or you could get something that is amazing and sells for tons. Mm -hmm. I'll probably buy it with gold because I don't – I have a lot of other stuff I need to buy with AP, and it, it's more like – why not just try to get it with gold? So a lot of these uh, sets come with jewelry too, right? Yes. Like there's jewelry. And it says that everything's coming in blue quality. Mm -hmm. So it looks like you're not going to be able to get anything better than blue quality jewelry, which is kind of disappointing. Mm. It's a little disappointing, but depending on the set, it may be worthwhile. Um, It'd be less disappointing if we could craft jewelry by this point. Right. Yeah, or just improve yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, or improve it. Right. Yeah. And 
Well, and that's buying with the bags. If they're bringing these back, if you get them from being like top of your leaderboard or the end of campaign rewards, they may be purple and gold. So, right. The, okay. the key point is they're bringing them back. And okay. some of these sets... Which is nice. Like Ravager. Ravager was amazing in patch, what was it, 1.4 or something like that? That was a while ago, but... I, I remember... I think I spent over a million gold to get Ravager at that point because it was just a really good set. And it boosted my DPS out the wazoo. And I was really hoping, like, I was going to do some testing with it and see about doing a twice-born star... Um, Five, you know, five twice born star, five Ravager, one Mole Kenna, and just and run probably like Warrior and Shadow or something just to see how much weapon damage I could get. Because when you proc the Ravager set, it's like an eight percent chance on any melee hit to proc like almost a thousand uh, weapon damage. It's like eight hundred to a thousand. It's like really high. You proc that, you got Warrior Mundus Stone, uh, Shadow Mundus Stone. Like you would have weapon damage out the bum. And it would be amazing. Mm. All right. And I do want to say welcome to our chat room. I didn't say that at the launch. Our chat room is over at twitch.tv slash Dungeon Crawler Network and our YouTube page. Thank you so much for showing up, guys. Uh, you're the best coming out on this Memorial Day weekend. So thank you so much. Okie dokie. Back to the item set. Anyone have anything they want to say about these other item sets? How, Ark, how about you? I haven't heard from you yet. Um, you know, I don't get involved in PvP at all, so the idea of getting um, items with AP is far away from me. <laughs> so that, that's why I don't have anything to say. Besides, I don't see any items that I would use in tanking in PvE here, so yeah, I'm indifferent to this topic. But it's good that they are bringing uh, older items back. It, um, it will increase the customization options, which I love. Right. I was actually talking to a guildie earlier, just talking about one of the things we love most about this game is the sheer... There is an item grind to an extent, but there's options for gearing. Like, um, unless I copy someone's build exactly, there's a very high chance that I'll be a unique build to anyone else, to a certain extent. Like, even between items um, and abilities and things like that with all the different item sets people mixing all over the place i know there's a couple staples which people kind of hope they get away from like julianos and hundings um but i take my hundings no i like hundings as well but i've actually been moving away from it i've been using twice born star more um because a thief shadow mundus stone is just really good I, yeah, well, that's, I use that as well, um, and I use Night Mother. Is it Night? No, yeah, Night Mother's Gate. No, what's it called? It's in the same Night Mother's craft- Gaze. Yeah, it, it, it's the other set that you craft in the Rift. And, yeah, and, Night Mother's Gaze. Yeah, so I, I think I use like four pieces of that and five Hunding's Rage, and then two Rings of Agility. Okay. Um, and something else. Yeah, yeah, that's kind. Of, that's kind of like the main thing right now. What people are using. Um, alright Dark Brotherhood Deep Dive was another news article that they released for grouping tool improvements a couple things that they're adding which is I think pretty awesome um, let, me, let me preface this it's awesome for the grouping tool some people don't like the grouping tool because of um, you know it takes away the 
interaction between players, but, you know, it is what it is. They're implementing things into the base game like ready check. If you played any other MMO, ready check is now a thing. Instead of having people type in chat, you can actually do a slash ready check, and it will put a prompt on everyone's screen going, are you ready? And you have to hit a key for yes or no. So people, I like that. Know. I think it's useful. Oh, that's insanely useful. Insanely yeah. useful. Um, I- I'm glad they're finally adding that in. They're also adding a vote to kick option. Okay, which you can now kick people from your group um, if they're, you know, performing badly, if they're, you know, whatever the case may be. But you may now kick them from the group. Now, it does require a majority vote. um, So it is what it is. One of the things that I think Zosh should take into account here is this became a problem when they added this in, in some other games. World of Warcraft had issues. Um, I'm trying to think of some of the other. Final Fantasy XIV has issues with it. And the main thing that is an issue with this is people kicking out someone at the final boss to bring a guildie in or something. Mm. They need to add something to this system that if people are all part of a guild, they can't vote to kick. You know what I mean? Like, if you have three is that, people... But is that, is that a common thing, really, that you yeah. get... 11 people, let's say you're doing a trial, you get 11 people in from a guild and one non-guildy, and then you deliberately kick that last one on one of the bosses, really? That's a thing. That I've literally thing. never seen that happen in my entire life. That I could... That's happened tons. I've seen people wow. do it. I've been incredibly lucky then. You have. Incredibly lucky. Um, in other yeah. games, it happens a lot. Because, you know, you're running or whatever, but... Say you're doing White Gold Tower or whatever, and your guildy can't get past Inhibitor because they can't do the portals. You bring someone who you know can, you get past mm. it, you kick them so they can try to get a Mullet Canna clear. And get oh, man, that's such a dick move. If you do that, yeah. that is a dick move, and you should be ashamed of yourself. That's terrible, but I've never, I suppose the reason I've never seen that happen is because I don't play games with dicks, <laughs> and <laughs> I <laughs> play mostly in nice guilds. And a lot in PvP, and the rest is just like like you guys. Like you'd never kick me out of a out of a dungeon, would you? Because you're none. Uh, <laughs> no. I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Too many Argonian puns. Yeah. But um, well, fair enough. If it's a if the, if it's a real thing, then I, I'm unaware of it um, from personal experience. But that sounds like a decent reason to be concerned, I guess. I mean, even people in the in the YouTube chat are talking about you know people abuse the hell out of a vote to kick system they really do uh wow has a huge issue specifically with new players like if you come in and you don't know the fight and Mm. you get to a boss that actually requires mechanics because a lot of the first ones don't but you get to something where you don't know they kick you and bring someone else in. they're like they're not willing to teach you it's just easier to kick you and either requeue and get someone else or pull in a guildy it is very and I know that's a, one of the things that a lot of people complain about with um, with vote to kick systems and dungeon finders in general. Sometimes it's useful, such as you're in a pug, you're running along, and they just randomly go AFK for whatever reason without even saying something. Because I've had people. Oh, well, do that, that happens, yeah. Um, yeah. And you're sitting there for like 20 minutes, going, "Well, we're stuck. We can't go without them. Maybe they're a vital role, a tank or a healer, and they just up and left." I mean, I get real life happens, and I've talked to people. You know, because I have a, I have a son, a young. He's not even a year yet. So if if I hear him, 
I'll be like, guys, I'll be right back. I gotta go take care of my kid. But I always give some notice. I've seen people just get up and walk away and like it pugs and they're gone for like 20, 30 minutes. And you're like, what the hell, you know? Um, so vote to kick in that case would be helpful. Or if you have someone who, and I'm all for teaching people, but sometimes, especially if they're a DPS class or something like that, they don't have the gear, they don't have the setup and it will never happen. They just can't do it. Mm. I think at that point, there's a reason to kick. Now, I'll go aside with talk to the person, and I'll, of course, give them a, you know, a try to help them with the fight. If they're doing stuff right, but they're just not pulling numbers, you eventually got to see the writing on the wall. After 50 wipes, and they never, you know, they never fail the mechanics, you're just hitting in a rage timer or something like that because they can't do it. You know, it's not so much the fact they're missing mechanics, that's great, but if they're not pulling the numbers that are needed, sometimes you got to take a hard stance and be like, hey, I'm sorry, dude. You did great, but you're not doing you're not doing enough, and we'll never finish it. Come back when you get better gear or fix your rotation or whatever the case may be. Um, but they are adding vote to kick, so there you go. Another thing that they're doing, which is really cool, and this is pretty standard for anyone who's played MMOs in the past. So this, when I'm talking about these things, people are probably like. Yeah, we get it if you played other MMOs. But I know some people, Avi, for instance, who and, and even Arcanir, for instance, who've never played yeah. other MMOs, this is new to you guys, right? Yeah. 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 <laughs> okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm blowing my nose. I know. Yes. I, and I specifically, <laughs> I was waiting. I was watching you. I'm like, I'm going to wait until he's mid-blowing nose to answer a question. The um, real champion. I know. There is a 15-minute cooldown. For requeuing and grouping, which is, again, really cool. The reason why they do this is to prevent people who who are part of a critical role, such as healer and tank. These are the two people who you see doing this the most, who will log into a group, start running, and then go, wow, you guys suck, and they leave and requeue because they get instant queues. So they'll try for a different group. This locks you out for 15 minutes so that if you go into a dungeon, you have to at least try. Not go into the trash mobs, wipe, and go, you guys suck, I'm not even going to deal with this, and leave. That happens too. Yeah. yeah, I do that every once in a while. But it's hard when you get a... <laughs> sorry, it's hard when you get a random dungeon and you got two level 10s. Right. You know? And it's like, oh, well, man, these guys don't even have a back bar. Right. And then you do the first, you do the first mob kill, and it takes freaking two people die, and it takes five minutes to do the first mob kill, and you're like, okay, this is, I'm gonna be here for four hours. Oh, and uh, of course, the having people queue as a tank or healer, and then switch their role as soon as the queue pops, so that they're DPS, so they can get in faster. Yeah, yeah that's that's annoying. Yeah, that's get that a lot. That's annoying, definitely. Um, I don't know. It is what it is, but they're adding that in. And I don't know if my if the group was that bad, where you know you're not going to do it, or you're going to spend like three hours in a dungeon, I'd probably take the 15 minute wait timer. But it yep. prevents you from not trying. Um, yeah. Overall, it's pretty good. What are your guys? What are your guys' thoughts on this? I'd love to hear from Avi and Ark who who've not played MMOs before. Um, well, uh, when it comes to the vote to kick system, I mean, if you were the crown, 
you're already able to kick somebody from group previously, right? I mean, I'm pretty sure. Yes. Yeah, but what, what if, if the crown you, is being a dick? And that was, that was my other question. Is I, Obviously, it doesn't say it here, so it's kind of, I don't know, pointless is the word to ask, but uh, can you vote kick the whoever's holding crown, or do you have to have yeah. crown to nope. vote kick? Any, Any, anyone can do it? Anyone can initiate a vote hmm. kick, and it requires a majority vote, which um, would be three people, or two people out of the three people in the group to go, yeah, this guy's got to go. Um, well, yeah. it's 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 nice for the for the whole random the random groups, you know. But for the most part, you know, just running with friends and doing all this stuff just doesn't really matter. If you vote to kick somebody, you're kind of being a jerk, or so that person has to be doing something pretty dumb to vote kick them and not just type in chat a uh, you're slowing us down or something. And, and that's the point of these dungeon things. They were meant to be, hey. We have an issue, and we need to correct it. The problem is there's abuse of these systems. Right. Nate, what about you, sir? Um, yeah, well, apparently there's more abuse happening in here than I even gave it credit for, because <laughs> I've had a pretty good experience with, with all these things so far. Um, and yeah, I mean... It's it's hard for me to have a, a much of a different view from that because like it sounds to me like these are all things that are probably all right, but none of them have affected me ever ever. So it's it's difficult. Right. Well, and and I will give credit to the ESO community. We have a lot, a much more mature community than most MMOs do. Mm. Um, just as a whole, it's a lot more mature. There there are a few dicks in the group from once in a while yeah. but it's it's not they are the exception rather than the rule um right yeah <laughs> it, it's it is what it is now again i've been in other games where there was a set meta okay like you need to finish a dungeon in under 10 minutes or you're gone kind of deal and if they're going along and a pool like if you're if a pool takes longer than the average, like oh, there's a group of five mobs, it should take us thirty seconds. If it takes a minute and a half to kill them, they're like, nah, I'm out, kind of stuff. Um, it it is, mm. it is. It makes me think. I, one of the reasons I was, I was, I was quiet for a minute there is I was trying to think about how this could apply in in PvP grouping because. The grouping system is different between the two. Um, it is. And there are... I was trying to think, like, what would be... What is a common occurrence in a PvP group where additional grouping tools like this could be useful? And one is where uh, if you're in a large group, particularly if you're in a pug, or if you're just in a, a you know, a, a loosely uh, organized group, and the crown leaves for whatever reason, and someone gets the crown, but either A, doesn't know they have the crown, or B, they're so new to the concept that they don't know how to give the crown, and if they're not reading the guild chat, it's difficult. And so one of the things that could be quite useful is an ability to vote who has the crown um, if it has recently changed heads, for want of a better expression. You know, so if, if you know newbie A has been given the crown and you know within the last 10 minutes then the rest of the group could sort of vote for another 
person to have the crown um, if again enough votes are reached in whatever weird criteria would be needed for this but that could be quite useful yeah that'd be nice I'm getting a kick out of, of chat right now you know how you said you had a normally good experience Nate in, in groups you don't ever want to group with Asari at this point because one of the things he goes playing an Argonian I erect the spine of bye vote kick <laughs> yeah well I don't play an Argonian I've never played an Argonian in my life, actually. I just love them. They're two different things. I don't want to be one. I don't want to group with one. But I do want to sit with one next to a fire and listen to them. And they're two very, very different things. <laughs> yeah. Does that make sense? No, it does. It does. It, it I, like, I like sense. Argonians from a lore perspective. But, you know, if I see an Argonian in my PvP group, um, I'm going to change factions just to kill them. <laughs> glassier chat i love that new pvp mode game of thrones mode whoever has the crown in the group is attackable and gains points for <laughs> however long they survive right. oh god uh i like it i like it um yeah that, that's really fun i, I feel it like, and this doesn't attain to eso because eso doesn't have classical dwarves uh in normal western fantasy but i feel the same way with dwarves and other games i don't necessarily like to play them but I like to know they're around and that they have their big beards and they like to drink and I just like to be around them. Right. <laughs> the you know way. who? Do you know that with the good dwarf? There was a very fun dwarf in Dragon Age Two. Mm-hmm. Um, I forgot his name now. Garrick, Merrick, Garrick. Someone in chat will answer this for me. Barrick. I played that game like ten, ten, ten times. Barrick? He, yeah, that that might have been it. Yeah. Yeah. He was. He's in Inquisition also. He was. Yeah. He he was in the two. He was. He was. Um, he was good. He was useful. He was powerful. Gotta, gotta love those dwarves. Yeah, the big old, big old crossbow named Bianca. Yeah, that's the one. That's <laughs> yeah. the one. He's a champ. Oh, he's, he's all good. over that. Nice. I still favor the drunk dwarf in Dragon Age Origins. Overall, I yeah, can't remember his name. But the... Og- Ogrim, I think. I don't know. I can't remember yeah. the name. But the, but the drunk one. That I was, like that was an awesome character. <laughs> I can't say it on this show because it's family friendly, but the dwarves from The Witcher are fantastic. Especially, uh, there was a scene in the bar with um, uh, what's his name, Skaldvar, and a few others in in a tavern in Witcher Two. Um, I'm tr- I'm trying to think of a way I can say this that clears it up or that cleans it up. Uh, I can't say it without, but it's hilarious. <laughs> I was, I'm like, how can I clean this up to make it family friendly? And there's no way I can actually clean it up to make it family friendly. But the same dwarf later on actually says um, during one of the scenes with uh, a sorceress and the dragon slayer Saskia, she's in a coma and wake her up. She puts a, a, a rose on her lips and the, and the other girl leans down and kisses the other girl. And the one dwarf knocks up against your character and goes, that's my favorite type of magic, lesbomancy. And it cracks me up. <laughs> wow. I love those dwarves. Sounds like something the Witcher would put in their game right it there. It would. Witcher is a more mature yeah. game, but I love that line. I, I about fell off my chair when I heard that. Because you know, two hot women. Anyway, sorry. Deep Dark, or Deep, or Dark Brotherhood Deep Dive, updates to the Crown Store, and ESO Plus. All right. So this is a little bit of a change to the crown store coming with Dark Brotherhood. Couple things that they're adding in is a new, which which is neat. They're finally. I don't. 
it's a step in the right direction. They're updating their, their vanity system, their costume system, to be a little more robust. They have a good way to go. I don't think this is enough, but we'll, we'll get to that. They are now adding hats as an option that you can now wear with other costumes. You know there were a couple hats in the game already. Um, the, the tin hat from the Cadwell's Gold. Um, mm-hmm. And the Vosh, Vosh something mask you get from Rothgar. They, they only took over your head slot. As, as an appearance item, but they took up the entire costume slot. So you'd have your armor, but you'd have the mask on. You couldn't do anything else. Hats are now have their own separate area, which now overrides any costume. So, like, you can have a costume on, um, and then you put the hat on top, and you still retain your costume plus the hat. So, wait, will it go over the helmet? Like, if I have a helmet in the costume... Yes. Well, the, the hat will go over the helmet, right? <laughs> no, you're not. So, gonna, so no, you're not ah. going to have twelve hats where you have like a spiked helmet and then a hat on top of the helmet. No, the ah. the the hat slot over supersedes the costume head slot. So if you put something, and in then there, on on top of that, you can also put a skin on too, right? So you can have a mm-hmm. you can have a skin with a costume and a special hat. Uh, did did they talk kinda... about the skin being separate now? Like, I don't know if that was separate or if the skin just takes over your costume slot. I, I didn't read that. I don't... I think they're... I'm pretty sure they're separate. If not, they should be. I don't think they are. I think they count as the costume slot if you have a skin on. Really? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it would have been great. We could have made Fishing Knights a lot more weirder like that. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> now we are limited to being naked. That's not a problem. <laughs> The other thing which is really exciting is if you're an ESO Plus subscriber, you get the crafting bags in-game, which are nearly unlimited. I like how they say nearly unlimited, because you can't really say unlimited, because there is a cap. But it's like 42 million items or something like that. 44 billion. 44 billion items. I'm so excited about this. I really am, because one of the biggest problems I find is not... It, it's people joke about it, you know. People people laugh at the game and call it, you know, elder inventory management online and all this sort of thing. That inventory management is a sub game in itself, and it's difficult to argue when you've been questing for a while or you've been in PvP for a while. You've got rewards for the worthy, and all of a sudden it's like I've got too much bone and garnet to, but I don't want to get rid of them because I like to keep a general stock of things in case crafters in my guilds need things making what have you mm-hmm. it's like this isn't fun this is a giant waste of time um so for that reason alone i'm happy to just never have to think about that again um let alone the benefit that comes from just having a larger stock of these items it's just nice to think i don't have to think about this anymore right i mean I and can... realistically and if i can just make one last point yeah. this is the thing that really bugs me about not just elder scrolls but basically all games ever is why does why does a rose take up as much space as a sword? Yeah. Shouldn't have <laughs> I know you can carry 200 roses for the same space as a sword, but carrying one rose still counts as the same amount of space as a sword. So I like that this is going away. It brings it back to reality a little bit, even if it does mean I have a bank populated with roses and weapons, which makes me look like a psychopath. And and when you talk about reality, the slot system is kind of... Ultima Online was the last game that I played that that was a multiplayer that had weight. Like, you could... There were no slots in your bag. You could just throw anything in your bag. 
but you had weight. Everything weighed in whatever their default stones. Make it a mm. pound, whatever. Um, or kilogram, whatever. And you could carry like 200 stones. Everything was assigned a value. Um, a, a, a crafting reagent, like a, like a plant, was like point zero one. Okay? So it didn't weigh anything. You could have hundreds of thousands of them because they didn't weigh anything. A sword was ten stone. So you adjusted like that. As for bank slots, like this inventory bag I like. Some people are like, it's in, why would you carry 200 ingots? You know how much that weighs? Well, yeah, but in theory, these things are like in my bank. And what bank would not take... What bank do you know that would not make space for your valuables? Yeah. Like, I mean, if you're putting something in a bank, okay, a bank's not going to go, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, you have too much money with us. You please take some away. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's because money isn't a thing, is it? It's just numbers. Money's a, well, even so, like uh, a safety deposit box here in the States. Yeah, I mean, you can put anything you can fit in it, but you're not limited. You're paying a fee for it. You're not limited going, oh, you can only have one thing in there. You can fit as much as you can in there, and if you need more, you just rent more space, whatever. Um, but no one's going to limit you going, no, you can't have that here. They're, a bank, if you're paying them through a fee or whatever to hold your your valuables, no one's going to be like, sorry, you only have enough room for this. Mm. I don't know. It is what it is. Good, good, good development. So hats, realistic bank space. Um, what was the other thing they brought in with this? Oh, character slots. That's right. Yeah, character slots are now you can go up to 12. Avi, I expect you to have more uh, max level characters soon. Oh, you know it. Uh, <laughs> on, a, on, a, on a side note, though, real fast, I just jumped on the PPS, and you can wear a skin under a costume. Nice. So I'm wearing I'm wearing a costume, a skin, and a hat right now. Okay, I actually did not. Is that on live too? I'm actually kind of curious. I feel like the costume no. or the skin. It's not took on live. Okay, so now you can wear all three because that's awesome. Yeah. Okay. Nice. Now, now, all they really need to do is adopt the per-item costume slots so that I can put a vanity slot over my shoulders to wear a specific shoulder that I want to wear. Or, or whatever. That that would be my ideal vanity system. Lock it behind crowns. Make me buy each slot for like 1,000 crowns. I'd do it. It's like mm. 7,000 crowns, but I'd still buy it to unlock all the armor slots. You know, where you have a second armor slot. Like, you have your main slot, which is where you put your items that actually have your stats. Then you have a second one, which is a vanity, where it overwrites the look, but you get none of the stats. That way I could wear my best in slot, but then I could put other armor on the outside that I could die or whatever to make me look the way I want while still wearing my ugly best in yeah. slot gear. That's what I would love. Because don't you hate when yeah. you get... Like, one of the things that I hated, which I think, Avi, you mentioned it earlier... You were looking for the Bogdan Night Flame set because it was better for your healing, but you would rather have Engine Guardian because you like the way it looks. Yeah, yeah, definitely. That's almost all of the shoulder pieces looks bad, like the monster pieces. Almost all of them. They, yeah, yeah. They, they, they're Not just like one side, and it bugs me. I need the shoulder pieces to be on both sides. I actually like the it one just side. Really ones. annoys me. <laughs> um, but yeah, if they were to add, um, you know. Uh, what are what are special uh, or additional character slot prices? People are asking in chat. It's fifteen hundred. Very reasonable for that. Fifteen hundred for an extra slot. Yeah, for each, and you can buy up to four more, so you can have twelve characters. Um, so, 
I think that's reasonable. How about yeah. I still think um, it would have been an interesting idea to let ESO Plus subscribers have 12. Like that's an easy value-added thing to get people to subscribe to. And oh. let, let me let me. Here's the problem with that. What do you do if you drop your sub? Do you just lock those four characters? No, you do what they're doing with the rest, which is that you can still access the ones you've already got, but you can't um, add to them again. So it might be that ESO Plus get one extra every month for free, up to a maximum of 12, so they'd be subbed for four months. Or if you subscribe for you know three months in one go, you get all four in one, in one go. But it's like the bag space and a few other things they've brought in with the ESO Plus model, which is you, know, you get the access to them instantly and you can fill your bags. And if you drop your sub, it doesn't remove the 42 billion um, quartz items you have in your bank account or all of your Bosma bone and whatever else you've got. Um, it, uh, it just doesn't let you add any more to them until you reduce it. Right. And I know people are saying that about the, the crafting bags and people throwing their salt around about crafting bags being a subscriber reward. Honestly, that's why they're adding this, to encourage you to sub. Because that's what they want you to do. They don't... People whine yeah. about random crap. <laughs> but, again, here's the thing. Hey, you want your crafting bags? This is what you do. You sub for a mm. month, you load all your crafting in there, and then unsub. And while you can't add to it, you can still use it. So then you just go back to your bank slot, and then when you can resub again, use your crafting bags. But the whole idea of the crafting bags is to serve as a perk to go, hey... I get more benefits by subbing. And this game does so much better than every other buy-to-play or free-to-play game with the sub option. Most of the time you sub, you get a minute, like, I think Lotro or whatever. If you sub, there's a few rewards, but you get, like, only 500 of their to or their, their currency, which is not even what you would get in a small pack, so it's not even enough to do much. At least with subbing, you get as many um, crowns as you would if you just bought it outright. Plus, you get the ten percent to all the all the experience, the gold, the crafting inspiration, all that other stuff, which is amazing, right? And now you also have another perk, which is an unlimited um, crafting bag. This is a perk to get you to sub. It, it it is what it is. It and subbing is something that I know people are like, oh, subs and old no sub is actually the best model out there. I don't I don't care what you think about it because you're wrong. Because subbing <laughs> actually provides the company metrics to go, hey, this is how much we're getting. Because you can see everyone getting charged and you can actually, everyone who's already resubbed, they can look at that and go, okay, we have all these people who are, are set on a recurring subscription. Next month, this is our proposed uh, uh, budget or our proposed profits because this is... Unless someone drops their sub before whatever, but that you know that that's a that's a flex in there. But you could realistically look at it and go, I have ten subscribers. I mean, we do that with our Patreon right now. Like we look at our subscribers, they give us the, you know if everyone stays sub, this is how much you're making, right? So we can look at that and go, hey, that's that's what our budget is. With Crown Store stuff, you could have a you could have a rocket month and people buy lots of stuff, great, but you can't. You can't be like, oh, I'm going to release the Senche mount, the one we're going to talk about later, and oh, we're everyone's going to buy one. So here we go. Every person's going to buy 4,000 crowns and get this mount. You can't make that assumption. But with subscription, you can make the assumption going, barring anyone leaving, this is what our next month's profits are. Mm. Yeah. 
know? subbing is better for the game overall. Um, I mean, you made a great point a few weeks ago, I think. Um, <laughs> sorry, where... sorry in chat. I have to say, this is funny. Ten subscribers because I was using the example. He's like, "What? What is this example? Wildstar? That hurts. That hurts." <laughs> Ouch. Poor wild <laughs> you were saying a while ago it's worth working out how many crowns you want to buy and then just sub subbing for mm -hmm. that amount of time and getting those crowns as part of your subscription. Absolutely. Because subbing helps the game um, from a business perspective. It helps, um, it helps predict growth and declining growth and all this kind of stuff. It's a little bit more um, sustainable um, as we've talked about extensively on the show before. So I do kind of like the idea of a lot of these things being tied to subscriptions rather than being one-off purchases for that reason. It still means you're paying to get access to them. It's just that you're paying in a way that is, is better for the game, which is better for the players. Exactly. Well, and, and here's the thing. When you're looking at the month-to-month -month or whatever the case may be in your projected profits, you can look at that and going, well, with, based on this, because if, let's face it, sub numbers normally don't take huge drops. I mean, in bigger games, they're more noticeable, but normally sub numbers fluctuate only small amounts, right? Well, with a side note, I'd love to know what the fluctuation was when the Crown Store was first brought in, because if you took Reddit's opinion as, as an accurate estimation of what the effect on subscriber base would be, it plummeted about 98%. Right. And which I don't imagine was true, but Reddit was very angry at the Crown Store, as were you, as was I, was. I as were all of us. But we all carried on our subbing, but a lot of people were, you know, throwing their toys and babies out of the pram um, over that. Right. No, and, and I do I, I do agree with that. It is something that um, it's something that I yeah, well, anyway, Crown Store notwithstanding. Um, and it, here's actually something that I'll talk about a little later. But in, in with subbing, like you said, better for the game. It is better for the game and allows them to do more stuff with the game because there's normally only a little bit of, of, of flux other than those big events. Like when the Crown Store first came out, yeah, there might have been a drop in subs because people were angry, right? But generally, once it settles out, the numbers kind of stay the same. But they can look at their profits and go, you know, based on these the last three months, we've had a solid number and this is our net gain. Why don't we hire another environmental artist? We can afford it based on you know our subscription numbers, and have them help crank out another zone, right? Mm. Like, because that you know when you're yeah. fluxing, you're like, well, if you have a good month, do we hire someone? But then next month we get nothing because then we can't pay and we have to let them go. But at least with a subscription, you can arguably say if everyone here is still subscribed, they're going to be with the game for the next six months. We can make this accurate prediction and basing on on what our current growth is we're expecting a three percent increase or three percent decline these mm -hmm. are our net profits we have enough money to hire a new world builder we have enough money to hire new environmental artists we can get someone else you know what though you know what though they uh i i imagine that crown store purchases are pretty predictable i reckon the numbers month to month are pretty are pretty sustained i, I still think crown store is is flux like it is Flux, what it is. Depending on the day you look at, but I reckon if you look at it month to month, it would not surprise me if there was a general pattern um, that that was at play with, with those with the crown store. Probably based on the number of people in game, but still probably fairly predictable. Like they, they know they know when to release new items onto the crown store. Like they're not they're gonna be basing this on, you know, when it gets to a certain low point, 
um, they will. That's when they announce new things, and that's okay. when they put stuff on. I reckon it's quite predictable. I'd love to know the numbers. You know but, what? Um, I, I would actually like to know. And this is something that's pretty pretty neat. We're going to talk about Crown Store in a little bit, um, but what do you guys think of this as a as a um, an idea for promoting subscription? Just like the ESO Crown or the crafting bags, mounts and pets, and you can take it because uh, we get mounts and stuff. Let's take out the limited edition stuff, okay? The stuff that's off the Crown Store. How do you guys feel about having anything that was on the Crown Store? If you're a subscriber, you can use without purchasing, just like you do the DLC. But if you unsub, you lose the the mount and stuff, so you didn't have to buy it if you were a subscriber. Um, then what do I do with the crowns? Uh, you could buy consumables. Hmm. I see. I mean, that would oh, be so lovely, you, but you mean like costumes and stuff? Yeah, co- like you don't, it, you don't mean like crown experience potions? No, 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 no. Just the costumes vanity, and stuff. The vanity, vanity items. Vanity only. Um. And I mean, the... it'd be a neat perk, but I mean, you're getting given crowns every month as part of a subscription, so you could sort of argue you kind of get that already. Well, um, you sort of do, but a lot of the mounts are more expensive. They have a lot of costumes. Like, with the ESO yeah. Plus subscription, 1500 a month, just looking at the amount of stuff they release to the crown store every month, they were normally release like three or four items. That's not enough to get everything. You'd have to... You know, I think, I think the... I don't know. I don't think that would make... I don't think it would make it that much of a difference. What I do think longer term could be quite beneficial is, you know, they're doing the whole Disney thing of having artificially time-limited availability of stuff, you know, deliberately taking stuff off in order to promote the fact that it's there to generate sales. And that really annoys me. But what you could do is you could say, if you're an ESO Plus member, don't worry about items expiring or leaving the store soon just make mm. the entire back catalog available to ESO Plus subscribers. Um, it sort of smacks a little bit in the face of the idea that if you're not a sub, you are giving them money via the Crown Store, thus giving them fewer things to spend their money on is ridiculous in the first place. But if they're going to do it, at least benefit the ESO Plus subscribers by not taking it away from their ability to pay for it as well with their sub-provided um, gold uh, crown. Sorry. I actually really like that idea. You should put that on the forums. Yeah. Oh, they listen to the show. They, they, they. <laughs> you, you can hear it, guys. You know, you know, this is a good idea. No, that I actually really like that idea even more than, like you said, making it because then the ESO, the subscribers, we're constantly accruing crowns. But right. In order, exactly. And, and I've got twelve thousand crowns that I haven't spent. Yeah, but it's, you know, it's sitting there at the moment. But there's probably a couple of mounts that I, I, I quite like to get based on. You know, if I've got 12 character slots now, I generally like my mounts to fit either the race or the, um, you know, if, if I've kind of rolled a character around lore and, and, and something, then I like them to have a personal lore relevant mount or pet or clothing outfit. And, you know, in time, there'll be a lot of items of clothing that are not going to be available to me now. And, um, you know, it'd be a shame not to be able to buy a wedding dress in the future. Yeah, no, I completely agree. Um... And that would, like you said, it would allow us to continue to sub without having to pay extra for these special one-time, you know, like these quick get them now stuff. Um, especially with like the Senshi amount that's 4K, which we'll talk about in a minute. We're getting there. We have a few more news articles. I don't want to get too much into it because we got a lot to talk about that. But it would allow us to go. I don't have to. I don't have to sit there and go. Oh, I spent my 
I sub in a six month type thing. I spent my six months on crowns already doing something else, but now I have to buy extra crowns in order to get this mount because it's only here for five days. Right. If it was a subscriber perk that it was available, anything anything that was in the store, like the entire backlog, if you're a sub, you could see their entire catalog would be amazing because then I could look at it and go, that's okay. I can't get the, I don't have 4K now, but in five months when my when my thing resubs, I'll buy it then. Right. Yeah. Or, or and you, you could add in something like, you know, you get 10% bonus to a bunch of stuff when you're an ESO plus one that make crown store items 10 percent less to buy if you're a subscriber yeah and there's a bunch of these a bunch of these little things that i think just add an ongoing incentive to being a subscriber rather than just um you know instant access to new dlc like dark brotherhood next week or getting your delivery of crowns every month or six months or whatever i think that's it's something that like I, that. i'm gonna put in our notes for the next the next thing and later on i want everyone in the show to think about it but hmm. things that we think would encourage better subs. So keep thinking that. I'm going to write that down real yeah. quick. Yeah, okay. Um, right. Because this is a good topic, but there's a lot of stuff that we should probably in the next month or so think about, and we'll bring it back to the table and talk about it in a discussion about what we think would benefit ESO sub or ESO plus subscription. What what would make it better? Yeah. So I'm going to put that in the notes right now for a later show. So think about that, guys. Uh, let's go ahead and move on because I, we're getting into our discussion topic before we're ready, and uh, we still have one more, new, yeah. two more news topics to talk about. Um, Eric Robel head to the forums to talk about sorcerer changes. Um, there were a couple things that he addressed from the forums because there was a couple. A... There's like a dozen, man. <laughs> he addressed like a dozen different things in here. Right, right. It's true. But I kind of want to talk about these because I know a lot of people have been playing Sorks, and when Dark Brother came out, they've been. I've heard nothing but salt from these people because of the changes right. to Sorks. And I mean, hey, I understand if someone nerfed the class that I like playing, um, I've never felt that because I've always been a Templar, and Templars have always been nerfed. So um, I'm just kidding. They actually are pretty good, so I'm not. I'm not gonna complain. It's just been the since the launch of the game, Templar has normally never been on top. They've always been kind of the lower end of things, um, so unless you're a healer, of course. But I don't play yeah. healers. All right, so let's go ahead and let's address some of these things. Let's go through these questions. Um, and Nate, would you mind hopping on that and just start reading through those questions, and we'll talk about them. Yeah, I'll read. Um, absolutely. So, do you want me to read just the questions or the answers as well? Uh, question and answer, are... and then we'll talk about it. All right, fine. Uh, well, I'll start from the top then. Um, I mean, what Eric had written was that there's been a large amount of feedback and questions from the Sorcerer section of the PTS forums, um, and he went in to answer them in depth. So, the first one, this was asked by Flamineer. Sorcerers are the only class that don't have a spammable class-based DPS skill, why did you ch change Trapping Webs, the only spam spammable activity we had access to, which isn't tied to a Destro Staff, to only Stamina? So we now have no choice but to run a Destro Staff in all aspects of the game. And he uh, points out this is mo mostly a PvP uh, aspect question. Eric answered, 
Trapping webs was never meant to be a spammable ability, such as Lava Whip, Force Shock, Strife, etc. It costs more and is lower damage. The focus for Undaunted abilities is having powerful synergies, so he redesigned it to feel as less spammy uh, as possible. He notes that uh, each synergy has a 20-second cooldown, so you can't spam it. We understand that Sorks would like more freedom when choosing what weapons to use. As a stamina character, even without a class damaging ability, you have a diverse set of options between bow, one-handed shield, two-handed, dual wield. Magicka technically has four options as well, Restro Staff and three flavors of Destruction Staff. Although, I have to say, my own personal side note, I've never really seen the advantage in the different ones in PvP. They all just seem to be kind of equal. However, Restoration Staff doesn't support offensive abilities, and there's not enough diversity between the three types of Destruction Staff. Oh, hang on. That is just what I said, isn't it? Okay, yeah. fine. Uh, sorry, I hadn't read it ahead. Um, we don't have any immediate plans to change this, but we would like to give Sorks more compelling decisions when selecting a weapon. Hmm. Um, I don't play Sork and never have, so I have no opinion on this. <laughs> uh, I'm kind of with you, man. I don't, I don't know what to say about Sorcerers. I'm sorry. Go play a Templar. I mean... Go play... Do you play a Sork? I'm sure I you played a Sork. I have a Sork. Um, yeah. See, in terms of spammable abilities... It's lazy. Well, I, no, <laughs> I can't say much about that because everyone has spammable abilities. I mean... Uh, lava Whip, Force Shock, except there's weapon abilities. The thing that I love most about Sorks was the ability to proc Crystal Shards, which is a proc ability with zero cost, right? Yeah, it's very useful as well. Insanely useful. That's a, That creates a fun gameplay while you're doing your spammable, whether it be Force Shock or uh, if you're Stamina... Wrecking Blow, or what? There, there are spammable skills you can use. Uh, if you're a dual wield, freaking hell, the new uh, flurry is amazing. There's a lot of stuff you can do, and they're and they're specifically talking about trapping webs here. They need to add more. The person who's complaining about this, they change it only to stamina. Stamina has so few choices in abilities compared to Magicka. Yeah. It just yeah, and and we're not very powerful anymore, and I I see that as a as a stam at heart. Yeah, you know? I, it's true, and and he came to it. Trapping webs never meant to be spammable. It's a ground target. It's supposed to be like a dot or a CC ability. That's what it was meant to be. Like it's not a spammable ability. So if someone's using it as a spammable, I don't know. It, it is what it is. Like and le- like they said, non spammability. Uh, which isn't tied to Destro staff. Um, why would you want to give up Force Shock? Like, this is the thing that I'm kind of confused about. There are other spammable abilities all over the place. Why would you give it? Yeah. Um, but everyone has weapon abilities or spammable, whether it's Wrecking Blow, Flurry, um, that don't necessarily are class abilities. And then there's a few that are class, like Lava Whip or Poison Whip or whatever it is for stamina or. Uh, biting jabs or puncturing sweep for Templars. You, there are spammable options. Would I rather have different gameplay or use something other than biting jabs? Honestly, I would. I don't like the animation. It's kind of annoying. I would much rather use something else. But the thing is, that's my spamble as a Templar. I'm used to it. You, you, you find your spammable and you augment it with other things. 
Yep. Okay. Uh, right. Well, the next. This is going to take forever if we go through all of these, frankly, yeah. because it's like 15, 16 of them. Um, I'm going to skip the one about shields. Safe to say, someone moaned that shields took it hard, and Eric said, it's fine. There's enough options. Um, let's move on. So, can another I, one that came in here. Can from... I say one other thing about shields that I think is actually yeah. a good change? The go fact on. that now everyone gets shields. Shields are great. But they should be defensive. They shouldn't last for a million years like they did already. Like that you couldn't kill them. Um, six seconds is fantastic. Because that's what it's meant to be. It's meant to see, oh crap, I see someone charging me. Shield. You know? Not, I'm going to put this up before a fight starts and I'm good for 30 seconds. No, that's stupid. Um, and yeah, creates... but that... Go ahead. Sorry. Yeah, that destroyed my plans for Sorcerer Tank, though. <laughs> I just leveled the character for it and... <laughs> Shields got nerfed. I understand, but it doesn't. That kind of stuff doesn't create compelling gameplay. It makes for boring combat. This makes it reactionary and mm. more quick. Like, oh crap, big attack coming right before it goes off. Shield. Not, I'll put my shield up and I'm good for 30 seconds. I'll just refresh it in 30 seconds. Yeah, it, yeah. yeah. And especially for PvP, it's a good change. But for PvE tanking, I don't think it will work now. The Sorcerer tank. Hmm. There, there's other things neat. But the fact that the other thing that I really like that they changed is now there's a shield, even if you're not a Sork. And it's they changed how dampened magic works in the um, the cloth line, the arm, cloth armor, light armor. Um, before it only absorbs spells, now it absorbs all damage. It's a six-second damage shield that anyone can use, regardless if you're not a Sork. And I think that's yep. awesome. All right. Wait, can I use that as a DK? Yes. No way. Now, well, again, if you're not wearing much light armor, it, it there's benefits because it is a light armor ability, but just like Shuffle, you know, like that people are using now in heavy armor to get rid of using Hispark. Like, Armor Master is, like, amazing right now. And a lot of people are using Shuffle so they can get away without using 5 Hispark. So you use 5 Armor Master, put Shuffle on your bar, you still get your 20% miss chance. And you can use it wearing mostly heavy armor, it just doesn't have as long of a duration. Who yeah. cares? Same thing with, experiment with that, I think. I need to experiment with that. I have it on my bar on Dark Brotherhood for PvP because it's a 6 second. It uses Magicka. I'm not using Magicka as a stamina in Dark, in Dark Brotherhood, so who cares? as well yeah ah okay yeah i need to experiment with that you may need to remind me to test that because uh i will forget uh let's move on to the next question then flamineer frequent question asker apparently why did we receive so many defensive nerfs without a single usable buff to our defense or sustainability shields and surge eric answers we base this decision on extensive playtesting, player feedback and data interesting from maelstrom arena leaderboards it was our intent to make sorcerers feel uh, increased investment in maintaining their current levels of survivability. We specifically didn't nerf the values on damage shields because we want to maintain their powerful feel. When the shields are up, enemies aren't going to take you down. Hmm. Right. I know, yeah. well, and, and again, people are complaining about um, shields, sorks. The main issue is sorks don't have survivability outside of their shields. I... I I have to call BS on that because my Templar doesn't have the same survivability. Um, if I'm not Magicka, like if I'm Stamina, what do I have for defensive? Like if I'm not using secondary abilities, like Templar healing, I have no healing as a Stamina Templar. 
I, mm. unless I count rally or vigor, which anyone mm. can get. Yeah, vigor is very useful though, and it charges your um, ultimate. Yeah, ultimate, which is the best reason to use it, frankly. Right, and and that's just it. I mean, those things right there. There are other options. In terms of a Templar, um, like my Templar, I use maybe one or two Templar abilities as a stamina. Everything else is from other lines. Um, There are other options that you can build. Um, If you need healing, put a Resto Staff. If if you're Magicka, do Resto Destro or whatever the case may be. Create your survivability. There's options that you need. You You don't have to be able to do everything, right? Like, if you could do everything, why would you need other players? In my full DPS line, like, I know people are like, well, I don't want to use Resto. I'm using dual wield swords and rest or Destro staff. Okay, well, then you're pure damage. Your, re- your build is reliant on other people to keep you alive, as it should be in an MMO. If you're going for an all-around hybrid build, you're not going to be as good runner desk or, or a Resto staff. Um, there are options out there, and, and I feel, and especially in PvP, watching Sork shield up for, like, eight years and not being able to ever touch them. You have 12 people on one guy and they can't get his health down low enough. What the hell is up with that? Yeah, I've seen that happen. Yeah. Usually emperors. <laughs> right. I'm not naked. Well, emperors are one thing. I've seen even non-emperors last five, six people in one sork and they can't get their health down enough because the shields are up, they're streaking everywhere. It's It's crazy. Yeah, I, I've seen that. It's usually it's usually emperors I've seen. I, I I have a person in mind on the EU server who I'm not going to name, but he is a good player. But I will enjoy c- continually killing you. Um, who who does that? Who's there, an emperor on time to time? And he's a sork and man. He, there, I've I've had like twelve people wailing on him, ultimates, meteors, everything, and the guy just doesn't die. Right. Let's he's, ask uh, one more question from this group. It's the one from Herpes at the battlefield. Millian about Surge. Let's hit that, and then we'll we'll call this at a no. Um, but then remember, guys, you can read all these questions. They're going to be in the show notes because um, we're running short on time, so we need to get rolling. Um, so this last right. question. So is this the one uh, the Minilan says about looking at uh, Cyrodiil? Uh, design and function uh, inside Cyrodiil, yep. Yeah. Surge. Please take a look at the design and functionality inside Cyrodiil. Players do not stand still inside damage over time AoE attacks like Liquid uh, Lightning. A 900 point heal is not helpful, even if it manages to crit. Under the old system, we could at least get a decent heal from a lucky crit if the opponent wasn't shielded. And, pardon me, Eric answers, Surge now feels like a sustainability instead of a spike heal ability. This design makes more sense for the ability because the procs are random. Big burst heals are something you want to be able to use with reliability when you need them. Getting a big surge heal when you are at full health and getting no heal when you are low on health can lead to frustrating situations. Hear that. Surge has stronger synergy with damage shields now. The shields help stop big bursts of damage and surge helps to top off your health bar and keep you sustained through long battles. The healing values on Surge will be balanced against other popular sustainabilities, such as Strife and Puncturing Strikes. Now, all that makes a lot of sense to me. Right. No, From I, my experience being helped by a Sork, as opposed to being a Sork. Right. And I know a lot of people are saying, I know, sorry, it's like, you're, uh, my comment on you're relying on other people would be a nice sentiment if it didn't only apply to one class. 
Um, I do agree. If other classes can do a hybrid role better, there needs to be looked at for balance. But with that being said, Sorks have been so OP for a while. And even other Sorks will be like, yeah, you know, like shields were just way too powerful. Um, I think they do need to maybe even look at changing entire abilities to make Source a little bit more sustainable. Um, but it, the, the current stance of Sorks, it, it's just, you know, looking at people surviving Vet Maelstrom Arena using just shields and stuff, you can see how OP they were. Mm. All right. Can I? Can, there is one I'd quite like to read out on this, just because it's relevant to the Dark Brotherhood, sure. um, which uh, comes from Minilan, uh, lower down in this list. Poisons. These seemed designed to affect Magicka users in an unbalanced way, when stamina builds have already been made so much stronger already. Please look into balancing weapon enchants against this, or add a poison antidote potion effect that grants a short immunity to poisons. Please, we don't want to get farmed all day, but that's almost inevitable in this patch. Eric answers, Enchantments and poisons both proc in the same manner. They require weapon attacks. Enchantments proc at 100% chance every 4 seconds, while poisons proc at 20% chance every 10 seconds. The key balance distinction between enchantments and poisons is that you're getting an instant effect from enchantments and an overtime one from poisons. Total DPS increase from poisons or enchantments should be around 5%, so you aren't going to get farmed if you don't use poison. That said, we will certainly be monitoring feedback on poisons once Dark Brotherhood goes live and make balance adjustments or counters if they overperform. So the reason I thought that was important is because even if you're not a Sork and even if you don't plan on using poisons, it, it's something to be aware of that if you are particularly susceptible to poison damage or... Um, anything that could be, you know, if you find yourself constantly running up against poison damage, it looks like there's some controversy over how much squishy, how much more squishy you will be in this patch versus previous patches. Right. Um, okay. Good deal. We're going to talk about our final news topic, which this is a community brought thing, and I sent a message to Deltia, but he didn't respond back, so... Uh, asking him whether or not I could use this on here. Um, but he didn't respond back. I'll talk to him later. And uh, if he doesn't like it, I'll remove it from the video. But I don't know why he wouldn't. I'm going to show a video that he did. Um, that it, he's calling for people in the community to go talk on the forums anyway. So I don't think he would have a problem with me showing it here. Because it just gets more people to see it. Uh, it's a plea for Zoss not to remove an NPC from the game. That was stealth removed. It was a big thing on Reddit. It's on the forums. Uh, it was an unkillable NPC that people were using to test DPS. Um, and while I understand Zoss would remove it because it might have been a bug, why they shouldn't remove it until they have DPS dummies in place. Now let me play this real quick. So I'm going to play a video here real fast in the center box. So take a look at this. Have you ever been frustrated with your DPS and rotation in Elder Scrolls Online? I know I have. Currently, I'm working on improving my DPS so I can join and vet Mob Lorkash and found out ESO has something more precious than gold, a training dummy. 
Yes, an unkillable NPC that you can beat on forever if you want, allowing us as a community to master DPS, parse properly, improve our builds and self-esteem, and we can do it solo. But there's bad news. It's been removed from the Dark Brotherhood patch, and I need everyone's help. We need to sound the alarm on Zoss and implement this back into the game or an alternative to test our DPS solo, like every other MMO on the planet. So how do we do this? Well, I've created a post on ESO's official forums called Save Nanglenabla, whatever the NPC's name is, DPS Petition. I need everyone to go there who has a forum account and post a comment, even slash sign, something simple, that this needs to be implemented back into the game or some alternative for us to test our DPS. Two, I need you to share this with your friends so we can band together as a community and let us know when a feature removes that affects our fun, it's unacceptable. I don't know why it's been removed, though I've heard rumors it was due to breaking immersion. While I respect other people enjoying their quest and game, it shouldn't come at the expense of my fun and my game either. If we want to compromise, I say bring it back into the game for Dark Brotherhood and develop an alternative, either via crowns or something else, then remove it. For such a small portion of the map, the world of Tamriel, I find it absolutely asinine to remove something this useful and not tell us about it. Maybe they did, but I haven't seen it. Usually I don't get this fired up about it, but come on. We need more tools to improve our builds, not less. Thanks for watching. Please, ESO community, you're my only hope. Alright, so, again, for the video it was talked, Deltia made a good point. There was an NPC that was unkillable in the game, and people have been using it as a DPS meter that you could do solo while you're working on builds, rather than having to get people to go in and farm, like, to the boss in Wayrest, or running and doing the dungeon boss um, in... Why am I drawing a blank here? Help me out. What dungeon is it? The Gargoyle. Uh, um... I know you guys know what I'm talking about. <laughs> I know what you're talking about. I can't think of what the name of the dungeon is, though. Right. But this NPC, mm. the way that it worked, because he was unkillable, you could test your build, rotations on him, whatever you wanted, and then make changes and go right back in a matter of minutes by yourself rather than having to go out, reset the dungeon, come back in, fight the mobs, go back to where the boss is, try again just for one attempt, right? Like, there were things you could do with this mob that was, was different. I understand it being a bug, but as Delta said in here, it was a way for us to test our DPS, test our builds, test see how it works in a live environment by yourself without having to run into doing dungeons or whatever to try to try to get these DPS tested. And without them having, and I know they already talked about adding t training dummies into the game, they haven't done it yet. Yeah, they're saying that's going to come with housing, most likely. So that's pretty much saying we're going to take away your your only only training dummy for the next quarter of the year, at least. Which yeah. is yeah, which is stupid. It's ridiculous. There's no reason. There's no reason to do that. If people want something as simple as a training dummy. It's like we'll just we'll just give it to them. Leave this leave this bugged NPC in. He's not hurting anybody. Yeah. People's people's emergence getting hurt. Well, you know what? Too bad. I, I mean, even training dummies—they're not immersion. People like it, medieval people practice on dummies to hone their skills. That's what they you do. see them right. doing it in the game all the time. Right. You go to anywhere like where the fighters guilds are, 
and they're always somebody around the back beating on uh you know a sack of potatoes with a fake head on the top as a training dummy like that's that's yeah. that's been there for for ages um I mean, there are a few characters in the game that you can still wail on that are basically unkillable. One of them is in Cyrodiil, the big gargoyle guarding the bridge into the Imperial City. Um, that's a good place if you're in that area. It's sort of nearby um, some of the central... Um, well, I mean, you know where the Imperial City is. I don't need to explain this. But there's a bunch of them guarding the bridges, and um, they're good to charge your ultimate on if you, before going up to a fort, maybe if you're taking it down. But you can you can wail on them for pretty much as long as you want. The only problem is is that unlike the dummy, I think they you know they will fight back. They won't do much to you, um, but but they will fight back. Right. I guess this guy doesn't. He just stands there and gets pummeled. And I think if he does, he doesn't hit for much. So it's like eh, he, he just he just punches with his fist. So yeah. I mean, yeah, you, yeah, you, that's, you that's barely get hit. And it's in like what uh, Roman Spire or something like that. Right. So if you're DC, that's only, like, level 40. So, yeah, but you yeah. have to unlock him by going to a different zone. You, act, I actually just, because it's funny, in my tales I'll talk about it. Um, I'm in Grotwood. I found him there, right? Um, but once mm. you save him, he moves back from Grotwood because he was an adventurer, and he goes back to Rivenspire, where he was Oh, man, they should, they should just make Stibbons the unkillable NPC. <laughs> why, that why? would be so Poor Stibbons. on Stibbons. <laughs> That'd Everyone else does. Why not? Um, but anyway, I wanted to sh- shout this out because this was a big thing on Reddit. Delty has a nice video out on it. There's a form. I'm going to put his form link in the description so you can go and leave a comment on it. Um, and like I said, I tried to ask his permission to use it, but he didn't message me back yet. But I highly doubt he'll care. But if he does, I'll well, remove he, it from the video. Yeah, he, uh, he messaged me personally in game and asked if I could uh, go upvote it and spread the word. So, all right, well then I'm using it on the show. Then <laughs> I'm there using that as an okay. I honestly don't think it would be a big deal. I mean, Delta has been on the show. No. Well, he was on the show for many episodes as as a permanent guest for a while. So, um, but anyway, I just don't like using other people's content for anything. It's just not cool, but this is something else because he wants people to see it. So there you go, guys. Um, and it is something that is needed in the game just for damage alone because if you don't know how the abilities work, and and now that Zoss has also added in damage, you can now go see, oh, I can put my damage numbers on. Let's see, you know, this ability looks really great. Let's, you know, hey, it's awesome. But when you go, it goes, oh, it looks cool, but it only does 200 damage. This one over here does 800. Huh. There's a disparity here, you know, like there's reasons to have these kinds of things, right? Definitely. All right. So I'll put that in the description yeah. so people will be able to to see it and go upvote it, do whatever you got to do, because still, that's that's pretty cool, you know, because they don't have training dummies in the game yet. And it's something they probably should. Oh, and Carthoslive uh, in Twitch gave me its spindle clutch. Thank you, sir, for that, because um, <laughs> I couldn't remember. Thank you so much. <laughs> Appreciate it. All right. It's time to move on to our discussion topic, which is the big elephant in the room, or should I say the Khajiit, the Senchei. I... Let me preface this by saying... Um, the reason why we're talking about this is because it was a big thing in the community this week. Not because anyone here on Tales, one way or the other, completely 
hates the idea, goes against it. We, we're not really supporting one side or the other. We just kind of want to talk about it in a general way because it was big in the community this week. Um, I know our personal opinions vary. Mine is I really don't care. I see both the pros and cons of this. Uh, so let's just take that. We're going to talk about from purely because this was part of the community this week. Okay. Um, I've been affectionately calling this Senchgate because everyone just likes to add gates to everything because that seems to be the thing. Um, not quite as cool as the Overwatch butt gate for Tracer, but anyway, <laughs> we won't talk about that. All right, so this week they released the Doothra Sench mount on the Crown Store. Limited five days, and it is causing a little bit of controversy from everybody. Um, there's people both for it, there's people out against it. It's all over the place right now about what exactly is going on. Um, but they released this mount, and it was 4,000 crowns. This has been the most expensive thing they've added to the crown store mount-wise. With the second one being the Frost Horse that was 3,000 crowns, and that caused a little bit of controversy as well. Um, There's people saying it's a cosmetic item. It don't matter, okay? Spend it if you do. Some people are saying that this is way too expensive for a mount, period. Okay? Mm. Um, Some people are saying that it's not so much the mount was expensive, it's that it's limited time and we didn't know the price ahead of time. So we could have saved up for it rather than going, oh my goodness, I should have bought this. Some people don't care. So there's there's a lot of different sides to this. There's like, you know, technically four sides to this of people who like the mount, people who think it's too expensive, people who don't like the way it was presented, and people who don't care. And we have four hosts. This is perfect. So <laughs> I kind of want to talk about this and and go from there. So let's go around the table, and we'll give our thoughts on this real quick. And we'll probably just, you know, if there's any discussion, we'll have it. But we'll, let's talk about it. Avi, why don't you go first, sir? Can I just, sorry, sorry to be really rude and interrupt, can I just say that for anyone who isn't familiar, 4,000 crowns, if you were to buy them outright, you'd probably buy either a 5,000 crown pack or a 3,000 and then a 1,500. Either way, it's going to cost you, around, in the UK, it's about 20 pounds to buy this mount, and that's, I think, about 25 $30 US. So that's what we're talking about here. Right. Right. Yeah, I mean, it is more expensive. Like, this is more than... This is the same price as going to be the Dark Brotherhood Collector's Edition pack that has the DLC, five crown scrolls, a pet, and a mount in it. So it's expensive. Not quite as expensive as the assistance, but that was something else. Um, yeah, it is what it is. And, and, and as Nate said, that's one of the big things right there is that it's 4,000 crowns. That's not, a, that's not a numbered crown that you can go buy. Yeah, you can't go buy four thousand crowns. You that you always have to buy more now, because it adds up to about four thousand five hundred, or buying the five thousand one or whatever it is. <laughs> so that makes that makes this this price is a little sketch because no matter what, you have to you have to buy more or spend more money to get it if you don't already have the crowns saved up. Not to mention that four thousand crowns. I mean, we thought they were just like testing the water when it came to the to the ice horse or whatever it was. And this shows were they were they testing it or 
was that just the price they thought it was it was worth because it's not worth it in my eyes and this is this is definitely not worth it in my eyes this is the price of two dlcs mm-hmm. that, that's that's absurd for for a for a freaking mount i i think yeah. i think it's ridiculous for a skin. Even for a it's skin, not even exactly. a different model it's exactly. just Thank a regular send tiger cat thing um very true. just electric and 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 I do. At least wa- the camel spat. <laughs> Issy Queen on Twitch says she agrees with the price is okay. If people want to buy it, then buy it. If not, if if they think it's too much, then don't buy it. It's easy. Some people do take that can. Well, but the the I think the idea is is just how far are they going to go? Right. With with future with future mounts with future cosmetic items, saying oh we're going to put this this one for four thousand, and it's like well. If people are buying this and have no problem with it, sooner soon enough we're going to see a mount come on the store for 5,500 crowns. And people can go, well, it's okay. If you're going to buy it, you're going to buy it. And it's like, no, this is, this is getting a little absurd, a little crazy and out of hand. I don't want to add too much between us before I get to Ark because I want to hear Ark's thoughts. But um, since Nate made a comment about it not just being a skin, I think a lot of the hate was not the fact that it was a unique model. If this was a unique model mount that came out, it was 4,000 that we've never seen before. Okay, but it was a cinch. They're using all the rigging from the cinch that they already have, just with a new skin on it. All those mounts were 2.5K. Is it our like a bull, Like a bull netch. Think of it, they randomly released like a bull netch mount, and they're like, it's 5,000 crowns. Yeah. It's like, well, that makes well more yeah, sense. that's... Yeah, that's that's awesome. There's no such thing as a bull net smell. Very rare. So make it make it five thousand make it five thousand crowns, sure. But something like this, which is just another Sinche or Panther or whatever the heck it is, it's It's literally a copycat. No. Right. Yeah. Ark, what are your thoughts, sir? I mean as someone who is a student and doesn't keep his uh, subscription up too long, doesn't buy crown packs. I like the idea that it's 4,000 crowns because I, I don't even buy the normal mounts, most of them. I have the um, Loyalty Tiger, I have the gray Yokuden Charger, and that's it for me. And it's enough for me. But if people are buying a 4,000 crown uh, mount, that means, and I'm sure that in ZeniMax Online they are doing the math about releasing a 4,000 crown Tiger and a 2,000 crown Tiger, uh, considering that if it's 4,000 crown, Less people will buy it. If it's 2,000 crown, more people will buy it, but it will be cheaper. I'm sure they are doing this. They are doing the math, and they are uh, going for the choice that will bring them more money. And if this brings them more money, and if it, if that turns to me as a new content in the future, I'm okay with that. What I'm not okay with it is that it's limited time. Because I like the Sencha Tiger, and, I, and in the future, maybe six months from now, I would have enough crowns to buy it, like my crowns would stack and I would have buy it but right now I don't have enough crowns right now I barely keep my uh, subscription up mm-hmm. and in five days time this tiger will be gone and I won't be able to buy it ever again same thing happen- happened with the um, the hero costumes as well I mean I didn't like the Nord one a lot but if I had enough crowns like if I had extra crowns at that moment I would have bought it mm-hmm. but it, I didn't so my problem is that it's limited time right other than that, I don't have any problems with the price because eventually my crowns will stack up because I don't buy everything in the crown store. I only buy the things that I would use uh, regularly. And I won't have anything to do. 
with those crowns, those stacked crowns. So I would buy it. It wouldn't be a problem for me. Which is perfect if they ever implement Nate's idea of allowing the yeah. entire back catalog, if you're a subscriber, sub up and go, okay, yeah, definitely. Now, here's the last three years' worth of uh, store items. Let me find mm. what I want and, and buy it. Just let me rent one from a stable for a thousand gold for like 24 hours. Like <laughs> the problem is the novelty wears off and it's just not worth it. Like it'd be a great like the stables, let's make them more useful. Rent an electrified cat. That would be brilliant. Sorry, is it my turn to it rant? It is your yet? turn. Excellent. I've got a head start. Well, what I just said, again, um I would like that please. Rental mounts. Um but it was <laughs> I mean, I think I've made my opinion clear and I don't have anything else to add really that hasn't been said already now, but there were some really interesting comments on the forum, um, and it's, it's worth a read. It's mostly hateful, but um, there's some funny ones in here. Like, there's one from someone called, called Arkvaril, uh, who, sa <laughs> who said... <laughs> Sorry, I'm going to laugh reading this. Called the wife. Let her know what <laughs> the amount... Oh, shit. Crap. Sorry. <laughs> really going badly. Called the wife. Let her know that amount I wanted was going to be on the crowds. <laughs> Sorry, we'll have to come back to this. I can't get through this. <laughs> it's just too funny. I love it. <laughs> it's just too We're gonna funny. We're going to let you compose yourself because this sounds amazing. So, All right. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get through it. Cause <laughs> all you see in my head it, it, is a guy it, phoning up his wife because he's seen a cat that he wants to buy in a game. Anyway, we'll try once more and then I'm moving on. Called the wife. Let her know that a mount I wanted was going to be on the crown store. <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry Zoss I'm just sorry um, anyway it's on the forum go and read it well now I really I want to know what it is I think someone else needs to read this link it and I'll read it because I feel like I have to now all right. because it sounded alright alright hang on let me just link this to you in, in Skype because I'm obviously not going to be able to get through it it's because of the mental image I have of just some guy calling up his wife and saying like, I just really want to buy this, but oh my god, it's more expensive than I said it was. It was kind of like it was kind of like when we were in um, uh, Discord and we were doing a bunch of memes, and I couldn't help but laugh every time I saw one of the memes about raiding with Krabby. I've seen it fifty times, but every time I scrolled up and saw it again, I was weeping, laughing. And I'm at work, so I have yeah. to try to maintain. It was funny because I'd scroll down, I'd stop laughing. I'd scroll back up and see it again, and just start laughing again <laughs> every single time. Yeah, honestly, that's exactly how I feel about some of the things on this thread, and some of the images that are in there as well are very, All right. very funny. So I found this. This is from forum user Art Varel. That's what his name yeah. is. Plus one called the wife. Let her know the amount that I wanted to be in the crown store, and that I wanted to buy it. She asked me how much. I said it'd be $30 be safe. I have some crowns left over from my ESO Plus. I got the go-ahead and did not draw any wife aggro. Then I see it's going for 4 k Sad face. <laughs> Zoss, you had my money, but not now. It's absolutely ridiculous price. And he goes on saying he won't be buying it. But yeah, I see what you're saying. Call the no, wife. no, no, no. Carry on oh. with the last paragraph. I will not be buying this mount, and I would suggest that everyone do the same. In fact, when I get home, since this post is asking for pictures of our new mounts, I, I say I say everyone post pictures of the mount that you'll be riding because this one is too expensive. Oh, I like that. 
Sorry, I, I couldn't get I couldn't get <laughs> that in one go. I'm afraid. There, you go. there are a couple of others that were quite funny on this, but um, one interesting one was from a guy called N. Brukas who says, am I the only one that doesn't have an issue with this? I won't be buying it, but if people want to give us money for something pretty and no more functional than a brown horse, have at it. <laughs> and I did agree to begin with, but then somebody else whose username is in completely unintelligible to me uh, replied to say, because next time you actually want something, Zos might decide they'll charge 6K crowns for it. And that's mm -hmm. the best reason not to buy this, is if this is an experiment to see how much will people pay for for something that technically already exists, um, you know, if 10% if of everyone who buys a mount that day buys £4,000 worth of copied cat then yeah we'll see it again and then it'll be 6k next time like this is 4k and last time it was two and a half um that's exactly how it will go and i do agree with the idea that if people want to spend huge amounts of money on things that are for vanity reasons um that, that only exist for vanity reasons then fair enough but it does set a dangerous precedent if a bunch of people do go out spending 20 pounds 30 dollars worth of crowns on something like this you know, as I think um, Harvey was saying earlier, you know, paying this for a netch, like imagine that or a dragon. I mean, who wouldn't pay 10,000 crowns to ride a dragon around Tamriel? Like we know it's not going to happen, but if they did do it, I mean, just shut up and take my money. We all know that. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. That's going to happen instantly. Um, but this is not a dragon. It is not a netch. It is basically the black century panther that I've already got um, with an electric shock problem. Right. And that's not worth 20 quid. There you go. Well, guys, we got to restart the tail show because Amanda just showed up. So I'm going to go ahead and here we go. Do... Dungeon Crawler Network. No, I'm just kidding. Sorry. We're not restarting the show, Amanda. You'll have to watch it. Uh, get Catch the first half. Um, oh, Amanda in chat? Yeah, Amanda in chat's like, okay, I'm here. Restart the show, please. <laughs> Amanda came in chat, and Avi just left. And Avi just left. Well, yeah, he's scared. <laughs> Do you um, not think they might be the same person? Because I've never seen them in the same place at the same time. I had to shut the dog up. I hear you. All right, well, I'm going to touch on this real quick. And then we'll end it here, and we'll let you form your own opinions on this. Because we've we've heard people, like... Arknir's kind of in the camp of, I can't afford it, but great. Okay? You know, if Zoss buys it, there you go. Avi seems to be kind of in the camp of, this sucks, it's way too expensive. Same with Nate. Um, I'm going to say, a lot of the issues that I see with it is the fact that it's limited time. Now, Zoss, if you implement the ESO Plus thing that we have the entire catalog, my problem goes away. Um, but I'm going to refer to an article that Asari wrote. Um, which I'll, um, Aloha, Wendy also did a video on the Sench Mount and linked the Asari's video. So it's all over the inter or his, his article on his blog, the Errant Penman, because he was on the show last week. He's also part of Tamaro Foundry was talking about the marketing of this mount. It's the fact that they've hyped this mount up for a while. They've showed it off, make people want it, but give no pricing info for it. And then when they release it, they make it limited edition, 4,000 crowns, which is way higher than any other mount's ever been. And part of this is our own fault, because all the other Sanche mounts were 2.5K. 
Zoss didn't really lie to us, didn't really deceive us in any way. They just didn't correct our assumption that we, like, I assumed it would be 2,500 crowns. When I logged on, that's what I expected it to be. Because all the others were. Is that the precedent? Like, am, is Zoss at fault for making that change? No, I am, because I made an assumption. They didn't correct it. There it is. It's my fault for making that assumption. Is the mount really expensive? Yes. Did Zoss say they wanted these prestige mounts to be expensive? Yes, they did. Are they in the wrong? No, they're not. Um, is the mount a little too expensive? Personally, I'm a guy who has a little bit of disposable income. I mean, I pay for the show. Patreon helps us out with that. I have a little bit of, 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 you know, I was able to stand up the show. I pay for all the hosting. Now, of course, our Patreon supporters now make that less. Now I have more money to spend on crowns. But I have the income to buy this. So I'm in a different position than Arcus, who doesn't, as being a student, doesn't have the disposable income. Could I have went and spent, bought a crown pack just at will to buy this? Yes. I actually had, I actually bought this mount because I did like the way it looked. I thought it would go great with my uh, Khajiit. Um, did you Did you buy the mount? I did. I have it. You bought the 4,000 pound cap mount. Mm-hmm. Man. I also had 20, <laughs> I also had 20k crowns. Wow. So, I did. I bought it because I wanted it for a character that I had. Um, I honestly don't care. My big thing is the fact that it was limited edition. Now, if Zoss would come back... This is the thing they haven't confirmed for us. Was the... um, These limited time stuff, will they come back in the store? They've never told us that. No, but that's because it is such time-tested proven brilliant marketing it is. to give the illusion of temporary availability right i don't even mind temporary other games have done this guild wars 2 is famous for this bringing something in and then not and taking it out after the storyline's done they've done this with several item skins that were relevant to the story at the time they took them away but then six months down the road they bring them back for a week or two whoever's mm-hmm. typing you might want to mute yourself <laughs> It, I forgot it was <laughs> muted, but my mute button isn't working apparently. <laughs> I'm just hearing like frantic typing. I'm like, it's this right. new. I got a mechanical keyboard. They're so loud, man. They are. Just because you probably got what are they? The brown keys? Is that what they are? The cherry no. cherry reds or whatever? There's different. No, it's like yeah. No, they they they. they there's actually if you look it up for mechanical keyboards, there's a there's a a list of of how the how the key is designed, and they're called like cherry red, cherry brown, whatever, that design uh, the way they click. One of them is very it's still a mechanical keyboard and you feel the click, but the way it's designed it doesn't make sounds. My I got the Black Widow sorry to get off topic. I got the Black Widow stealth. So I thought stealth meant Black wider keys. Black Widow is brown, I think, which is the click. Brown. You hear it. I think it's brown. It's been a while since I looked at the chart. Regardless, you know, I just, I just, I just got um for the second time in the, in five minutes got server over capacity on the Elder Scrolls forums. Wow, five hundred two error. It's because we, li- it's cut. You're welcome, Delty. It's because we linked the video, made everyone aware, and they're all going there. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, I don't know. Um, yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, it's all our fault. Anyway, <laughs> um, I had disposable income. I bought it because I wanted it for a character. I don't. I don't mind that it's four thousand crowns. Um, I bought 
WoW mounts that were $40 already, and they were a sub-only game. Now, they don't update their crown, their, I say crown store, their cash shop as often. So, $40 to me isn't as bad, because it's not like I have to whip it out every four months, it's every, or every month, it's every four months, five months. But, eh, it helps Zoss out. My big complaint is the fact it's limited time. Even if Zoss came to us and confirmed that, yes, these limited time mounts will come back, we're not going to tell you when, but we may randomly bring them out for another week, I wouldn't feel so bad about missing them, right? Um, yeah. 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 So, all right. Yeah, I know. We got to run through this. So that that's how I feel about it. <laughs> um, I mean, it, again, a lot of this reason, if it were another game, I probably wouldn't, but I love ESO, so if I'm giving them money, it's so they can continue to develop the game that I love. If it were any other game that I wasn't so invested in, I'd have been like, screw it. That's how I feel about it. It's honestly, the only reason why I, I deem that I wanted it was because I did have an idea for a character that I wanted it on, and I also felt that I'm supporting a game that I love. And because I do love ESO so much, I'm a little more forgiving than I would be in WoW, for instance, or anything else. There we go. All right, guys, let's move on because we are running over time right now. Um, that was our discussion topic for this week. Let us know what your thoughts are in the comments for this video, and we'll go from there. Um, let's talk Tales real fast because I know Nate has to step out here soon. Uh, so let's go ahead and do our tales, and then we'll we'll try to wrap this up fairly quickly. So Nate, why don't you go ahead and go first? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, I've done a few things since being back online. Um, as everyone knows, I was off for about a month, so I had a huge gap in my um, in my in my gaming time. But I never did anything with vampires. So over the last couple of weeks, I've leveled up vamp. And it turns out I don't like playing a vampire. It was a complete, not waste of time, because I learned um, a bit. And I do like the Bat Swarm Ultimate. It's very, very useful in PvP, which I knew anyway, but I never used it myself. Um, but I feel, you know, being you know heavily invested in stamina and damage, the vampire just makes me far too squishy. And it benefits if you have a lot of Magicka, which I have very, very little of. So it was kind of an interesting little experiment, but ultimately one I need to go back from, and I'm going to move back into Werewolf for my um, sort of mutation-based uh, world skill. But that was a fun fun little experiment um, to play as a vampire for a while. Also, I have to say, one of the things I don't like about it is that the vamps are really, really ugly, and, and uh, Miss Misa is very not ugly, and I don't like seeing her veins on her legs in the new... Bosmeri outfit that was in the crown store that I bought. So that's definitely a contributing reason for me wanting to go back to Werewolf. Anyway, um, I wanted to get Thieves Guild and Rothgar stuff finished because I've been dragging my heels, not wanting to finish them because uh, I didn't want to think I've got nothing new left to do. But now Dark Brotherhood's almost out and I still haven't finished Rothgar and I still haven't finished Thieves Guild. So I've been playing with my, um, my brother and we've been finishing Thieves, really enjoying it. Avi, please don't spoil the ending for me yet, but uh, I'm getting close, and I'm really loving that. Um, and the other thing is I rolled a brand new character, um, a Bosma, a Wood Elf Nightblade, which not not a recommended combination necessarily, but um, it's, it's quite fun. 
and started back at square one in EP, going through the original Stonefalls and um, Deshaun questline, which I haven't done since the game first came out. So it's it's quite fun playing through some of those old zones again for the first time. And um, it's weird because you sort of, you can really feel in those starter cities, you can really feel how the game has evolved in the two, well, over two years that it's been in existence now. Like the, the, the storyline, the arts, um, the kind of quests that you're doing, like they're, they're stylistically quite different. I've been doing Thieves Guild on uh, Miss Misa, and, and who's my main, and then doing uh, Stonefalls and Deshaun on my new Misa character. And yeah, playing them at the same time, you can really feel the difference in, in some of the writing and sort of how the, the zones and the quests are, are put out, which I, I found quite interesting and almost nostalgic. Um, but anyway, she's at level 23 now, so getting, uh, getting through nice. quite nicely. And uh, yeah, that's been my my two weeks, really. Okay. Uh, Avi. Uh, yeah, but hold on. Hold on, okay? Let me pull this up here. All right. So I've been, <laughs> I've been running a lot of dungeons this week, like a lot of dungeons. I decided that I wanted to get the Night Flame Helm, so I ran Elden Hollow maybe 30, 40 times. I ran it a, I ran it a lot of times. I'm probably the best healer elk ever for that dungeon now. <laughs> no, not just, just just saying. And I ended up getting three of them, even though I never really got exactly what I wanted. I got a a heavy, well fitted, a medium reinforced, and a medium infused. The medium infuses kind of works because my shoulder is heavy. So for the undaunted passive, which my character doesn't have access to yet, you know that's gonna. That, that can come in handy for those, but I'm still aiming for light infused or light divines. Um, then I ran um, what was that? City of Ash? City of Ash? The one with Valken Scoria? Yep. Yeah, I ran that very randomly with a random group, and uh, it was funny because I jumped into it and the dungeon was already three-fourths done. So they were like, oh, just run up to us. Sorry, our healer left. So I was like, okay, sure. So I ran up to them. I killed two bosses with them, and I got a Valken Scoria medium defiance. So, that, yeah, that was nice. They were like, oh, of course, the guy who just jumps in gets the helm. I was like, yeah. <laughs> sure yeah. did. And then uh, after that, and let's just, let's just throw this out here. This is all in like a two-day period. The Valken Scoria and the next uh, couple of helms I got in the same day. I ran Fungal Grotto, and I got the helm from there, too. I can't remember what it is, but it was, like, heavy, well-fitted, so it wasn't even that good. And then uh, the big the big story of my, my tales, I ran, and I feel really bad because I can't remember the tank's name, so I'm sorry, but I ran with uh, Miss B and Flyboy, and they, were, they decided, oh, let's go run through uh, Vet Weichel Tower. So I said, sure, I'll, I'll, I'll heal. I need to get the achievement. Miss B was trying to get the helm. So I was like, oh, well, this will work out. They seem like they know what they're doing. And we we completed it. I finally completed that Weichel Tower. It made me a very, very happy guy. And to top it off, I got a Moloch Kenna helm first try. Heavy Divines. Very nice. Wow. Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, it was it was awesome. And the cool thing is uh, Miss B also got a Heavy Divine. So we got two Moloch Kenna Helm drops in the same run. 
same straight, same with same weight, same everything. So it was a very, very good time. That dungeon is one of a kind. I absolutely love it. I adore it. I, I love the challenge of the dungeon, the planar inhibitor. It's just like the most smash heading into my desk thing that I've played in this game. And I, and I love that. We got to run um, ICP at some point. I actually need to get some people to run I, that with me. So. I, I need to run ICP too. So I'm, I'm more, I'm more than up for it because that's pretty much next on my to-do list is ICP and uh, veteran maelstrom. I, I, I've been trying veteran maelstrom. I get to like the third round, but by that time I've already died like, like too many, too many times. I think you get like what fifteen deaths or something like that. I think so. And uh, I'm, I'm always like over halfway through it, so it's like, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just gonna stop here because by the time I get to one of the last, last rounds, I'm gonna have like one or two, two deaths remaining before I just fail it. Right. So. But that's that's been my to do list, and that's been my tales. Just collecting helms and <coughs> not right. getting a guardian. Mark, <laughs> what about you, sir? What have you been up to? Um, last week, surprisingly, I made it to pledge night. Uh, I think I ran. Well, I I don't remember what the dungeon, but it was Amanda, Avi, and I think it was Galiskner. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, midway through the dungeon, I don't know what happened, but I decided not to tank and let them die. <laughs> and at that point, somewhere around that point, I started to float away, like through the walls, through everything. I like the, Avi, Amanda, and Glasnir is staying here, and I just started to float away from the dungeon, uh, more and more far away, going through all the um, walls and stuff. Anyway, we got to the last boss. I um, I thought they were going to die, and I was watching happily. Instead, um, none of them lose health lost health, so I decided to, you know, watch and eat cake. <laughs> which which Literally. <laughs> yeah, I just dropped the Jubilee cake and started eating it while they fought the boss. So, yeah, Avi is a good healer, by the way. You can go from that. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Yeah, die at all without the tank. <laughs> After that, uh, on last Friday, not this one, um, we were going to run the Mava Florkash, but I realized too late that my uh, um, ESO Plus subscription was off, and it took me ha- around 30 minutes to um, get it back up because PayPal um, pushed my uh, transaction into pending mode, so mm-hmm. we had to wait. Sorry about that, guys, whoever was in the trial that night. We didn't complete it. Unlike this Friday, we finally completed the Mouth Lorcage when I was here. So, wow. yeah, I got the achievement finally, <laughs> which, was, which was fun, which is nice. Then of course we continued to try um, fishing night, and I won't. I, I'm not going to go into details of the fishing night because it was um, very DCN after dark. <laughs> yes, it was. Oh my day. <laughs> it got too dark. Like, um, so yeah. If if Ags want to talk about it, I'll leave it to him. But yeah, that was my two weeks in um, Elder Scrolls Online. What happens I during fishing I... stays in fishing. That's why it's. <laughs> Yeah, I completed my Florkage and I learned that I'm not needed as a tank. There you go. <laughs> only in only in uh, silver silver pledge. Go pledge. Yeah, it was still year sixteen though. Yeah. Yeah. True. Anyway, I got cake. I got cake. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, I got cake. I, I'm going to do that in all the dungeons from now on. Like in veteran gold, white gold tower, I'm going to stop and eat cake. Just stop and eat. See cake. what happens then. 
<laughs> the planar inhibitor. Arc gets freaking uh, portals. It's like, no. No. Eat some cake, guys. Eat some cake. There you go. Alright, real quick, my tales. I'm going to go this real quick. Uh, I started questing through Grotwood, and I know everyone hates Grotwood, but I actually really like Grotwood, and everyone says it's because of the elevation. It's all over the place. That's one of the most charming things about it. Uh, kind of calls to my exploring nature, because I like that. Um, so it's really cool. Completed a bunch of the... Dun I'm actually almost done with Grotwood already. Um, I ran Vet White Gold Tower uh, with Nerdman and his wife, Lids, uh, Linway, because... I do that every time they're on. They're like, White Gold Tower? I'm like, yes. I've run that thing probably 50 times already. Because um, that's really cool. I got out of the frying pan achievement for something in Planar Inhibitor. Getting attacked by, I think, like the blue flame surviving. And then, yeah, so that one was interesting. Um, ran with Kings and Thieves and ran Sanctum o Ophidia. Got the Feeding Pit achievement. That was fun. Um, South Point, the quest in South Point, I don't want to give too much away, but that was an amazing quest line in Grotwood, so everyone should do that. And then I ran some Sky Shards uh, with the Wings of Fate Guild, uh, that's our guild, and Glassner's PvP event, so we had some fun there. Um, if you check my Twitter, there's tons of achievement spam, because that's what I do on there. Every time I get an achievement, I just link that because it's fun. Ooh, PvP night. We had some fun. I fu I'll get to that. Uh, we got... What other achievements did I get in PvP? I got, like, the... Um, killing somebody with only 5% health left. Because mm. that, nice. that was fun. That's a good one. And, oh, close call kill, which is killing someone with less than 5% health yourself. Um, probably because I wasn't running my PvP build, because my PvP build Stamina, and I've been Magicka this patch. Uh, I'm going back to Stamina next patch. Um, and I'm going to move all my Magicka to my Alt Templar, so if I need to run my Magicka build, I can. And I got Sweet But, but you love Magic so much, Jealous. No, I don't. I don't. <laughs> I'm going back. I, I've reached the point where Stamina is more fun in PvP, and I've been doing more PvP lately. And with the buffs to stamina, I probably won't beat Magicka DPS, but if I'm competitive, great. And if if for some odd reason I'm not doing enough damage, I'll switch to my Alt Templar, who will now be max level, and she'll be my Magicka build. So if my stamina is not doing enough to compete, I'll switch. That's just how we'll roll with it. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's been pretty much my my week. Or last two weeks, really. Um, so we're going to go ahead and move right on into our email section um, and our mailbag because we have two reviews from iTunes. So, Avi. We do. First up is from Ryan Z. It says, must listen for any ESO player. Five stars. When I came back to ESO after being gone for three months, I wanted a podcast to listen to about the game. I ended up finding Tales and instantly fell in love. The show has an amazing cast of characters and with and all with different points of view. Uh, they also always cover all the news about the game that I would probably have overlooked, and I find that very useful for any ESO fan. I have even recently started listening live and definitely won't be stopping anytime soon. Uh, thank you, Ryan. Very nice of you. 
And uh, the last one we got is a great podcast, five stars from Captain Double A Ron. I love listening to the podcast at work. This is the first podcast I listen to Monday mornings. I'm glad we could make your Monday good for you, sir. And we're glad, uh, glad that you listen. Thank you guys so much for those five-star reviews uh, on iTunes. If you want to help support the podcast, you can leave those reviews there as well. That helps get us more exposure, shows our podcast off. We're nearing 100 reviews so far, which is really awesome. And we're still carrying a five-star rating. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. It means the world to us that you guys enjoy the show so much you guys are the best all right guys it's the end of the show final thoughts let's get them out there wrap this up and go back and play some eso because i need to get a group for uh veteran icp before they nerf it so yeah avi why don't you go ahead and go first then we'll have arc and nate give your thoughts where you find you sure yeah sure this was this was a great episode i really enjoyed it uh arc good having you on and nate good having you back Thank you, man. Um, yeah, it's, it's, you I, had a, I, had a, I had a good time. A lot of good discussions. Uh, where you can find me, uh, you can find me everywhere. Avi Optimal, A V I O P T I M A L. That's on Twitch, YouTube, Twitter, everywhere. And uh, one last thing, non-video game related, go Sharks. Okay. Going to the Stanley Cup. Woo. Oh, all right, Ark, <laughs> go for it. Well, it's. Um... Always enjoy being on the show, so thanks for inviting me again. Um, obviously, I'm excited for Dark Brotherhood, but it's my finals week. Uh, in like, like the next two weeks is my finals week, so I won't be able to play much. Other than that, we had really good discussions, uh, some serious topics. So <laughs> it, it was a bit in serious mode, but um, I always enjoy it. Other than that, um, there is a European PC guild mm-hmm. for Dungeon Crawler Network. But yeah. I've been unable to uh, look into it because of my um, exams and stuff like that. But now that Nate is back, mm-hmm. um, I believe we can start promoting it a lot more, like in-game and in the forums. Yeah, absolutely. So, I've been yeah. I've been checking in there and keeping my eye on things, and um, we've got a, a few members, but we could we could do with some more. Yeah, uh, yeah. As I said, I was unable to like um, promote it to the advertisements and stuff a lot. So, but I I will uh, start doing that. If you want to join, you can either um, message Nate or me. Uh, that is at Arkanir on Twitter, Gmail, in-game, wherever. That is um, A-R-K-H-A-N-I-I-R. You can find me anywhere with that name. Uh, feel free to come join us in the PCU side because that's it's it's lonely there. It's lonely. <laughs> it's it's lonely without. Yeah. It's it's lonely with. Uh, what am I trying to say here? It's not a lonely <laughs> place. But it is lonely without you, dear yes. community of yes. uh, global ESO people. So that that's it there. from me. <laughs> Maybe we'll get Ag to download the European client and uh, and come and join us for a guest bit of European fishing. I should oh. do some European fishing as well. Yeah. <sighs> yeah, I do need to download it, so I'll I'll probably start a download for the EU side. We'd love that. We'd love that. Yeah, definitely. I'll kick it off today. That way it starts downloading. I'll be ready in 30 minutes. I love my internet. It only takes like 30 minutes to download ESO from scratch. It's amazing. Uh, it's good, isn't it? It's good. I think yours is about the same speed as mine now, isn't it? It is. Uh, 175 meg down, I think, right now. So I think mine mine's 230 down, but you've got much faster up, I think, than me. I, maybe. I, I vaguely enough. remember. 
my upspeed's right. nothing to crack as like 25, 20, 25 on a good day. Um, but still a lot better than my three meg down, two fifty six kbs up that I had for the past five years. So I relish yeah. in it. All right, Nate. Oh yeah, me. Um, well, as um, as was said, we have Dungeon Crawler Network Guild open in EU. You can message me. That's uh, Langson one zero one L A N X O N one zero one, or search Miss Misa. Uh, or find me on Twitter, Nate ESO on Twitter, um, for my Elder Scrolls Twitter account, and that's probably the best thing to do. And and send me a message if you a couple, two or three people have have added me um, over the last couple of weeks that I th- as, uh, in the game, which I assume is a result of um, the show. The problem is is that I don't know if it's a result of the show. So if you do add, I accept everyone because I'm open to new friends. But uh, if you do listen to the show, then drop me a message and say hey, and then we can maybe we can do a dungeon or, or something. And someone needs to take me through White Gold Tower and some trials because I haven't done any of them yet, and um, I don't want to do it with my guild because I like to hold the image that I'm a lot better than I actually am. <laughs> so uh, <laughs> if I let my guild know I haven't even done them once, they'll never let me run with them. So um, we can do this as as a wonderful community. Right. You can support me; it will be very much appreciated. Some people on, on chat, I want to I want to address this real quick. Um, there is a, a rampant hack issue going on right now. Um, we have notes on it, but I didn't want to talk about it this week because I want to research it a little bit more. We will be talking about it next week. Um, but, yeah, I don't want anyone to know, like, we didn't forget it. It's just I have notes on it, but they're not complete enough, and I didn't want to talk about it without being sure. Some people were asking if we're going to talk about it, and we're going to talk about that next week because um, okay. I'm sure it won't be fixed by next week. But I didn't want to just half, you know, just like didn't re- you know mention it in passing without giving it the proper time that it deserves. Okay, as for myself, thank you guys for coming out and chat rooms, both chat rooms, both Twitch and uh, YouTube. You guys were fantastic. Twitch had quite a few viewers this today. So thank you guys for coming out. Uh, we record every Sunday, 10 a.m. Eastern. Um, so thank you guys for watching. Like, subscribe to us, you know, follow us, because we do this every week. <laughs> We've been doing it for a long time. All right, uh, you can find me in game at Agelos A G G E L O S. There's some typing in there. Um, you can Sorry. find me. Sorry. Yeah, it's all you, Avi. Um, Twitter, Agelos underscore W-O-F. Follow our everything we do, DungeonCrawlerNetwork.com, Facebook group, Dungeon Crawler Network. Of course, we have the EU and uh, Guild. We have a Xbox 3, or not 360, Xbox One Guild on consoles. That's Gentleman Sour. You can find him Try help build, trying to build that guild up, too, so we can do a bunch of different community events all over the place. And once these guilds get enough members, I'm sure we'll get some events going in those. Of course, the U.S. Uh, mega server, we have our primary guild. And it's only primary because that's where I started it. I don't want to say like it's primary versus secondary. We just got to build up our, our other ones. They started later. Um, we do events almost every day. So if you're in the U.S., come on out and join us. Uh, most of it's centered around EP. So if anything is restricted by faction, it's probably going to be EP. But if you can go, if it's if it's Cross faction, any faction will do. Trials, pledges, those fun things. Uh, thank you so much 
for listening. We hope you enjoyed, and we will see you next week. Everyone have a wonderful weekend, great Memorial Day, and we will see you later. A serpent lights the ancient sky, a bread of tainted stars. Evil stirs, and in its wake, the souls of